Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, it's because you got out on a walk by yourself or you're taking a little devotion time with some coffee or found some other way to sort of sneak away. I know back when I had small children, I really craved just a little bit of time to myself on Mother's Day. And now that my kids are getting older, it's just the opposite. I hope that I can spend some time with the kids. Hey, it's Amber, wife, mother, type A child of God. Here are little things we look at everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is called Worry Less. Yeah, how much of your parenting comes down to worry? For most of us, I would say probably a lot of it. And so we're going to attack that today. If you know me at all, if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know this is something that I've struggled with. In fact, for the first two and a half years that I had this podcast, in my intro, I said, wife, mother, worrier, type A, child of God. And I took that out last December. I've been working on it quite a bit. So I'm going to share some of my thoughts with you. And again, this is based on a theme, um, one of the chapters off my new book, Soul Care, which you can get now. Just go to timeofgrace.org and you will see the links to get that. So here's the thing. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, do not worry. And I've read the Bible my whole life long. And for some reason... That didn't, that didn't affect me the way it has in recent months. Because when Jesus says, do not worry, that sounds an awful lot like, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not have other gods. In other words, that's a command. Do not worry. And he continues, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or your clothes and what you will wear. So why should we not worry? Because Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They don't have a means of working and yet our heavenly father takes care of them. And the grass of the field has no way to store things up. And yet our heavenly father clothes them and makes them beautiful. And so Jesus said, if God takes care of the grass this way, why are we worried? Why are we so out of our minds all the time with worry? This is a command, not a suggestion. Jesus didn't say, hey, you know, you might want to think about um, worrying a little bit less, or um, maybe you should just take a chill pill and not get so anxious some of the times. He said, do not worry. And somewhere along the line, the last six or seven months, I've realized that I need to take this way more seriously. So for me, it was very easy for me to mother hen my kids. Not when they were around the house. I did a really good job of letting my kids, you know, climb trees. And, you know, like my son had a bow and arrow. And they've always been allowed to do things around the house that... 
I knew that my husband was with them or my husband had shown them how to use tools and equipment and that type of thing. So I was never worried about them around the house. I was worried about them leaving the house. And here's the thing. Um, At some point you realize that you can't build a cocoon around your children and just keep them right in front of you all day long. (laughs) They get to an age that they want to drive away and you have zero control over where they go or um, making sure that they get to a place on time or safely or making sure that they're doing what they say they're going to do. There are so many things that are out of your control as your kids get older. And when my first children were in this stage, when they were driving and going places, it was worrisome, say a best. And then I just started realizing that I had to accept that this is the stage I was at, that Back when I was growing up, I didn't even have a cell phone. I just drove out of the driveway and I left and my parents had no means of getting a hold of me until I got home a whole lot of the time. I drove to college every weekend. I drove four hours from home and without a cell phone. And so eventually I realized that I was going to drive my kids nuts and I was going to drive my husband nuts and I was going to drive myself nuts if I didn't get this worry under control. So how do we do this? Just in case this is something that you struggle with a little bit too. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of hints. So first of all, Jesus told us and as he was praying his high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, he said, I want them to be in the world, but not of the world. So his disciples, he knew We're going to still have to stay in the world even after he left them. And so before Jesus went back to heaven, he prayed all of these things for his disciples. Seems like a pretty good example for us. So when we get worried as our children are driving away or they're doing things or they go off to college or all the many things that they do that we realize we've lost all control. It's a pretty good place to begin when we pray. We can pray for them, not just for their physical safety, which is, of course, a good idea, but for them spiritually, too, that they listen to the right voices and that they stay close to God and that they continue what we started. So, you know, a lot of us hopefully have brought our children up to know the Lord, and we just keep praying that God would help them to walk with him and put the right people in their lives and would help them to continue on a path that helps grow their faith. You know, this is the thing. Think of the heroes of faith in the Bible, people like David. Do you think David's mother would have been okay with him going to face Goliath? Do you think if Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's moms had anything to do with it, they would have let their children be carried off to Babylon? What about the Apostle Paul, all that he endured, being beaten and stoned and put in prison and finally executed? If that was up to his mom, 
Do you think he would have gone through any of that stuff? When we pray for our children spiritually, we have to be careful that we're not putting them in a jail of our own making. I certainly want my kids to stay healthy and safe, but I also want them to be warriors in the kingdom of God. And that might mean they do some things that put them at risk, that they travel places that wouldn't be my first choice, that they're put in situations where they have to stand up for their faith. And I want to be okay with that. And so while I'm praying for my children, I also have to pray for myself as a mom, that God helps me to be a mother who doesn't have a short view of their walk with God who doesn't, like I said, mother hen them in and keep them safe at the expense of them doing kingdom work. Another thing that we can do, praying is huge, Um, set an example. So your whole entire mothering career, you're doing this. As we mother our children, we're showing them what to do when a crisis comes up. What to do when someone we love dies? How to live when, you know, money is tight? We're showing them all these things. I have been so thankful the times that we have been on vacation and we faced some sort of challenge because my children were there to learn from us while they still had, you know, us guiding them and helping them. Um, The one, there's several come to mind, but one that really comes to mind is when we were in Seattle and our car was broken into and a purse got stolen and we had to, you know, cancel credit cards and freeze credit and do all kinds of stuff. You know, we had to go through a lot of motions and call the police and file a report. And um, I just remember thinking how important that was for our kids to see that and to learn that while they were with us and while we still had them to teach. So all throughout our life, we can be an example of how to maintain godliness no matter what happens and teaching our children how to respond when things don't turn out as we hoped or when we're in a crisis situation, what do we do? You know, teaching our kids that it's always first resort to pray and seek safety and then how can we help other people and looking out for other people and then seeing this in view of eternity. So in the whole scheme of things, getting our car broken into in Seattle wasn't the end of the world. You know, it was a little blip on the screen. It was definitely a disappointment and we lost some things and we wouldn't have chosen it. But all things considered, it it wasn't the end of the trip and it wasn't the end of the world. Um, Another thing is just that whole concept of coping. So the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So one of the things that I've been learning to do is tell myself when I get anxious or when I get worried, so when one of my children doesn't come home on time or doesn't arrive at the place when they're supposed to or whatever, And, you know, my mama heart just kind of goes immediately to, "Ah, is everything okay? And um, I try to remind myself not to worry until I have something to worry about. 
And I've learned that with experience, both with my parents having health scares and also different times when I've had health things and we've waited for test results. And, you know, you can just waste a lot of energy doing the what if game. Well, if this comes back like this and we have to do this and then what about this and then, and I've just learned that it's best to just wait. And if you have something to worry about, you'll worry about it then. But there's no reason to worry about things until we have something to worry about. And one of the things I learned walking with my dear friend through her cancer journey, the doctors really taught her and she helped me to see that, you know, during this, this journey, we're just going to take the next step. So we're not going to tell you what we're going to do once we get through the surgery. We're just going to get through the surgery. And then when you're healed from the surgery, we're going to tell you what we're going to do next. And we get through that round of chemo, then we're going to go to the next round. But we're not going to sit and talk to you about six months down the line or a year down the line, because there are so many variables that we can't control. So we're just going to take one step at a time, which is interesting because Jesus said, look, each day has enough to worry about. Just focus on today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just, just focus on today. And the apostle Paul just really put it into perspective. Like, don't be anxious. Just pray, give thanks and, and get through the day and then deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. Another really important reminder that I have seen over and over and over, you know, look, as your kids become young adults, they take a lot of detours. They don't make all the right moves. And by the way, I know I didn't, and you probably didn't do everything right either as in your young adult years. And so what I've learned is to make, to rejoice in small, good choices. So if they make a good choice, Today, if they're in church with me today, I rejoice. I thank God that they were there. I'm not going to freak out about if they're there next week. Today, I'm just going to sit and I'm going to relish this choice. I'm going to relish that we're here. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit works in their heart. And I'm, I'm not going to worry about what's coming up or what's going to happen a year down the line. I'm just going to pray and I'm going to I'm going to stay here. But I've also found that it's very silly at any point to take credit for your children's good choices because next week they might make a different choice. This isn't over. And all credit, all credit goes to God. If he's working faith in their heart, man, all credit goes to God. There, I know so many parents who have done everything right, who brought their kids up to know the Lord, who have taken them to church, who've had good churches had good experiences and their kids go off to college and and they haven't seen them again. And, you know, the story's not over. That's all I have to say. The story's not over. They're maybe wandering. They're on that detour for a while. So don't freak out. The story's not over. But if and when they do come back, which is what we're praying for, all glory goes to God. And And those of you who have children who just stay in the church, their whole life, they don't wander, they don't do any detours, all glory to God. That is a gift. And and praise God for it and rejoice in that. But, you know, it's so foolish that we think, oh, I'm a better parent than so-and-so because my kids ended up in church today. Mm -hmm. No, 
no room for that. We, there's enough judgment in the world. And moms are well known for being judgy. If you stay at home or you didn't stay home or you worked too much or you didn't work enough or you, you know, washed all your kids' clothes or they had to learn to wash them the, themselves or went, you know, no judgment, none of that. So for the meantime, you know, the point is to just not get stuck in the short term, not get over anxious about every little thing that's going on. Take everything, look at it in terms of eternity. One bad choice is one bad choice. It's not the end of the world. It's just one bad choice. Pray about it. Uh, I, I will never stop asking other people to pray for my children too. When my children have gone on a detour and I'm concerned, I call on my friends and I say, hey, I need help. Um, So-and-so is heading this direction and I'm really concerned. And would you please pray that the Lord brings them back? And, you know, that's the body of believers. That's why we're here is to surround each other, help each other, encourage each other, walk with each other through all of these phases of motherhood. And I can assure you from working at the nursing home that the days of praying for your children never end. Unless you lose your mind and your mental capacity to do so, mothers will always pray for their children and they will always have reason to pray for their children. Only then eventually there are sometimes grandchildren to pray for too. So what an honor and a privilege it is that God gives us children to walk with through life. Not to worry not to freak out, but to guide, to direct, to pray for, to encourage, to build up, to um, just really be with on this journey and trusting that God loves them abundantly more than we ever could. He gave us the specific children he knew we would, we could raise. And so we just take them and we do the best we can and we entrust them to the Lord and that's where we leave it. I hope that helps you to worry a little bit less. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things.